You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I am your host, John June. And of course, as always, I got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penman. Greg, what is good, man? Oh man, what's going on, uh, man? You know, good good week. We we saw the high scores that we thought we were gonna get. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of good things happening. A lot of bodies falling again. So we're we're here to pick you guys up. Uh, man, you know, seems like a first or second round running back. One one goes down a week, so <laughs> we got we got to keep oh. pushing. Yeah, man, absolutely. We told you there was gonna be some high scores. We'd see you on the other side. Uh, I mean, it was, you know. Some some of my teams got it. Some of my teams were on the other side of it. Some of my teams happened to oh, be yeah. on the bad side of it. Yeah. So it was just the nature of the beast this week. But hopefully for y'all out there, y'all survived it in uh, in your uh, your your main leagues, your competitive leagues, or whatever leagues that you're in. However many leagues you're in, hopefully you guys survived in most of them. But in case you missed on some of these high performances or maybe somehow some of these guys weren't rostered in your league so you didn't know about these these high scores at all the different positions, we're going to cover them for you. Uh, week 7 recap, starting with the quarterback position. And a guy I should have just, just oh, made man. it my start of the week, but, you know, I... but. Uh, Fantasy football. Like Herbert we said, though. everyone's starting. <laughs> everyone's starting them. Justin, Justin Herbert, the Big Herb, 38.48. Fantasy points, 27 of 43, 347 yards, three touchdowns. Greg, he must have heard me crying out to him about this rushing. Nine for 66 and a touchdown, Greg. Uh, that is awesome there. Uh, what do you make of this uh, performance by Justin Herbert against Jacksonville? Not not surprised at all. This is, this is honestly, we said it uh, two, three weeks ago. He's a every week QB1. Um, this is what you're going to get from him. The schedule only gets better. Like, he had Jacksonville this week. He's got Denver next week. Uh, it's just still, like, there's more and more games to go. Like, so I just don't see how, you know, we, we can continue to, to to sleep on him. I don't know who else is sleeping on him, but you got he needs to be 99.9% rostered in all leagues and started every week because this man is balling, absolutely balling. Yeah, man, absolutely. He, he was dropping dimes on Sunday, as we've gotten used to Herbert doing, man. I mm-hmm. mean, this this kid... He has no problems just slinging it downfield, and he he was he's throwing downfield to all different receivers, yeah, uh, all different targets. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, so you know this guy this guy is special, man. He really is. Yep. Uh, somebody else who's special, man. That's the QB two on the week. Your start of the week, Ooh. also Kyler Murray, thirty eight point one fantasy points, thirty four forty eight, three hundred sixty yards, three touchdowns, one interception, but. Got you 14 carries, 67 yards, and a touchdown, Greg. 
What'd you make of this performance by Kyler Murray, man? Yeah, such a dominant rusher right now at the QB position. Uh, you have to just, you know, uh, expect that he can uh, take it out at any point. Uh, he even ran it when they had no timeouts, like in the last drive. Like, it doesn't matter. Uh, he, he's going to be a guy that uh, can do both his legs and his arm. He's, he's even better as a passer now, throwing more outside the numbers to D-Hop and these guys. So, yeah, expect this guy to, to continue to be a top five quarterback going forward uh, in these however on the games. And they play at such a high pace that can continue to so uh yeah uh, Kyler Murray is going to continue to to be a, a person I mean he beat Russell Wilson so that just shows you right there he's got it yeah man uh K1 uh showing out big in this one man and, and like you're saying uh DeAndre Hopkins man he add he brings another element to this offense that we didn't see last year Kyler Murray had a very low uh a dot we didn't really see him throw the ball down the field only really on occasion but with DeAndre Hopkins bringing that outside presence uh, having the ability to throw throw the ball down the field and, uh, you know, Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald getting the opportunity to be what they truly are, which is, uh, you know, two two slot receivers, um, you know, that, that, that allows this this offense to really to really thrive and Kyler Murray is the engine that makes it go. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the QB3 on the week, man, Tom Brady showing no sign of old age while his old team is – is struggling. Tom Brady struggling. is thriving with the Tampa <laughs> Bay Buccaneers. 36.86 fantasy points. Uh, 33 of 45. 369 yards. Four touchdowns. Also, uh, the three by one. That'd be one rush one rush attempt for one rushing yard. And the, the one rushing touchdown. The best way that Tom Brady does it. Uh, Greg, what did you make of this performance by Mr. Brady over here? Oh man, vintage Brady! This is uh, awesome to see. Uh, you know, Got to expect these QB one weeks at times, especially when he's in these high run games. Uh, this defense is playing so well, so he's going to be in good field position a lot of the times too to get touchdowns and get passing touchdowns. Oh yeah, and he's probably got one of the greatest receivers to ever play the game coming soon next week. Let's go. <laughs> two weeks, two weeks, but two weeks are right, two weeks, but, two weeks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now this was vintage Brady, man. He was just carving up the defense. I mean. Should have just seen this coming. It was Brady against the Raiders. Like that's they were the team that started his career <laughs> with the Tuck Rule. Uh, they were the team that he he. I feel like he carves them up basically anytime he gets to see them. So uh, should have seen this one coming. But rounding out the top twelve at the position, man. Number four on the week: Joe Burrow, we be? QB five, Russ Wilson, the QB six, Baker Mayfield. The QB7, Carson Wentz. The QB8, Aaron Rodgers. The QB9, Deshaun Watson. The QB10, Drew Brees. QB11, Daniel Jones. QB12, Derek Carr. Uh, some honorable mentions. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Gardner Minshew, Ryan Tannehill, Kyle Allen all coming through. I mean, this was a high-scoring week. Yeah, yeah we uh, said I don't it. think if you, if you played any of those guys, you wouldn't have been upset about the, mm-hmm. the outcome, really. Uh Greg, what'd you make of some of these stud performances, man? Uh, yeah, this is this is awesome. I mean, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson finishing top five. Like I said, this is pretty for the see. Uh, Baker playing his best game of the season, best game in, in a while. This is this is dope. Uh, maybe he can carry a little momentum into next week. And and yeah, um, just Deshaun always finding a way into QB one is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Being so bad, like the team is bad, but Deshaun Watson falling to QB one, he's he's garbage time legend right now. Yeah, man. I mean, that would probably make Deshaun a little bit a little angry that you just called him a, a garbage time legend. But 
he I mean call a spade a spade man I mean uh, I'll take my fantasy points how I can get them and if that means Deshaun Watson is having to come back uh, then then sounds good to me man um any anything else yeah Joe Burrow man I mean the battle of Ohio these two young guys between Joe Burrow Baker Mayfield uh number one overall picks mm-hmm. uh Heisman trophy winners uh this was that was a that was a good battle right there and, and Joey B I mean we uh we said he was a good play this week and uh actually ended up losing in a league because I started a, a Josh Allen over Joe Burrow never thought I would say that this year but that's what happened Josh Allen against the New York Jets uh that would be as we transition into the Jags of the week Greg uh Josh Allen Big Ben uh Patrick Mahomes but the biggest jag of the week, oh, I would man. have to say, would have oh, to be, unfortunately man. for me and uh, anyone out there that took my advice in starting him, would be Cam Newton. So I apologize for Cam's performance. Uh, I wish, you know, I feel like Cam owes me an apology here. But, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, but this is this was tough, Greg. What do you make of Cam's performance here in this game? Uh, ends up getting benched for Jarrett Stidham. Uh Belichick has already come out and said that he would he will remain the starter. Uh but where where are you at with Cam going forward? Are you hitting that panic button? Are you looking at other options? Are you dropping Cam? What's up? Uh I don't see it as like a panic button. I see it as more an adjustment button. You know, uh I think kinda you know, you if you have him on your roster, I wouldn't say he's droppable at this point, but if you're if you're if he's the only quarterback in your roster, you need to start making some contingency plans. I think uh, having you know someone that could be in a, a high over in the game or an streamable quarterback just to keep in the back burner that you could have and possibly start over him until you kind of see that like Cam Newton boom or you know that Cam Newton that we we expected to see and what we were seeing early in the season. Um, I can't. I think you can't just like set it and forget it anymore right now. But that's why I'm at with Cam Newton. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that as well. You know, we'll have to go through these matchups as we get along, and I'm sure that we'll have some streaming options available mm-hmm. in terms of guys to pick up off the waiver wire. But the matchup against Buffalo is not bad. I'm just going to say that <laughs> and move and, and move on. Um, the RB1s on the week, man, are moving on to the running back position. Starting with the RB1 on the week, uh, that would be Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, to the curmudgeon of all the uh, mm. all the managers that started Jarek McKinnon. Uh, 31 fantasy points, 22 carries, uh, 112 yards, and three rushing touchdowns. Uh, Greg, what did we make of this performance here by uh, Jeff Wilson Jr.? Oh yeah, I was I was texting you during it happened. I was like, Jeff Wilson Jr. has got to be up there as one of the biggest fantasy vultures of all time. Um, but he seems to produce. He he he's a, always been a high touchdown guy because he always get goal line carries. But he this is one of the best games of his career. Um, I'm fortunate that he got hurt towards the end of that game, and he's now going to be put on injured reserve. We just found that out before um, recording right now. So. Um, yeah, he would have been definitely my top guy to pick up on the waiver wire, but uh, he's going to go on IR with the ankle injury, so it might be Jermichael Hasty's season. <laughs> <laughs> quite possibly, quite possibly, but uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., yeah, I mean, coming 
through um, with from a total blind spot. I mean, I know he's he was out with the calf injury, and uh, they had made it seem like you know you, you know there was some talk about him potentially being ready for the game. Uh, but I, I didn't think that they would lean on him like this. I, and, yeah. uh, my mistake. I said twenty-two carries. He had seventeen carries for one hundred and twelve yards. But um, yeah. I mean, Jeff Wilson Jr. coming through three touchdowns. That's a huge day for him. Uh, another back who had a huge day. That would be James Ooh. Robinson. Twenty-nine point seven fantasy points at half PPR scoring. Twenty-two carries, one hundred and nineteen yards. One touchdown also got you four carries or four catches on six targets and 18 yards uh, and a touchdown. I said it before the DFS rundown or during the DFS rundown show that Chris Thompson going on the COVID reserve list. This opens up more pass game opportunities for James Robinson, who had a 100% running back rush share on Sunday. That was the only the only back to do that, Greg. What do we make of this performance here by James Robinson? Oh man, this is awesome. I mean, he he's he's talking about you know maybe he's trying to bring these workhorse backs back to what was left of them. Uh, so this is this is awesome to see another game where Jacksonville's lost by ten, but he's just gonna keep eating. Uh, I remember I, I voted on that that Twitter poll, man. Uh, James Robinson <laughs> rest of the season over Zeke. I, I'm saying it here. So uh, this yeah, this is awesome to see. Um, yeah, continue to play James Robinson, one of the league win- the RB one league winner with Herbert as QB one league winner. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I, I I saw that poll. I I know that there was like it's like sixty percent James Robinson. I, I don't know if I'm going that far. I know this this that situation in Dallas looks kind of bad right now, but it's the same situation you got going on in Jacksonville. Uh, only thing is, hopefully Zach oh, Martin injury, be man. off. Yeah, know. he's ho- he's he's making his way back. Hopefully Zach Martin can make his way back. Uh, all pro. Uh, guard can make his way back to the, to the middle of that Dallas offensive line. But moving on to the RB3 on the week, Todd Gurley, 21.2 fantasy points, uh, 23 carries, 63 yards, and two touchdowns, one of which he did not <laughs> intend to score. Uh, don't know if you saw, if you all saw that, but uh, you have to go see it. Todd Gurley trying not to score a touchdown and him accidentally scoring and uh the Detroit Lions players celebrating because he scored a touchdown it's honestly hilarious I I tweeted during the game it didn't seem like either one of these teams wanted to win this game or were trying to win this game so Greg what did you make of this performance by Todd Gurley yeah that that's awesome I mean I mean not awesome for him but awesome for fantasy owners I mean managers but yeah uh yeah, he's been very safe, very safe this year. Getting heavy touchdown production. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna continue to lock it in uh, and keep keep starting him. Keep starting him until you know it, this production goes goes down. I mean, he's getting 23 carries, so the volume is there, and the touchdown uh, volume is, should continue to be there as the Falcons are uh, a good offense with Julio. Yeah, I mean, he's somebody that I would I would continue to try to sell. Um, you know, I, if I could. If I could find some, there's got to be someone in some somewhere in some league I could <laughs> try to get like you know package Chris Godwin and Todd Gurley and try to get like Alvin Kamara or something, or like James Robinson. If you could do it, maybe yeah, I wouldn't yeah, go yeah, that. Yeah. Maybe I wouldn't go that far with James yeah, Robinson, yeah, but just, just keep, but keep Alvin Kamara for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I mean, but Todd Gurley is the touch. It's touchdowns, right? Like, it is. I mean, if, it you, is. if you take those two touchdowns away. He's just 23, 23 carries for six, for 63 that's yards. That's, that's literally nothing. Frank Gore does that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, all right, man. Moving rounding up the top twelve on the, of the of the running backs. Uh, the RB four on the week: Jamal Williams. The RB five: Antonio Gibson. Just unleash my man. Yes, sir. Uh, the running back six on the week: Alvin mm. Kamara. Running back six: Giovanni Bernard. The running back eight: Chase Edmonds. The running back nine: Kareem Hunt. At ten, we have Boston Scott. Eleven: Carlos Hyde. And at the RB twelve: David Johnson. Uh, an honorable mention: We will throw out. Leonard Fournette, the vulture himself, oh, Greg. So, uh, where where are we at with these stud running backs this week, man? Uh, this is good with these, um, you know, these safety net backup, you know, backup running backs coming through. I mean, Boston Scott, Gio Bernard, and Jamal Williams, all three of those guys all coming com- through. All three they of them did, coming in the didn't top do, ten. <laughs> pulled the Alexander Madison of last week, so that that was <laughs> awesome to see uh, these guys coming and and produce. Uh, yeah. Antonio Gibson, just please unleash him. This is like the kind of the Aaron Jones of <laughs> before, mm-hmm, yo. Mm-hmm, Free Antonio mm-hmm. Gibson, man. Let's go. Free AG, yo. That's it. Yep. <laughs> um, and then we have to round. We have to go through the the Jags of the week, man. And so Zeke Elliott, he's the biggest Jag there is this week. Two weeks yep. in a row for him on this list. Um, I mean, do we have? I mean, you you clearly don't. I mean, you have more faith in James Robinson than you do in Zeke. But where are you at overall with Zeke? Like, would I'm, you? I'm not panicking too much. I mean, yeah, James Robinson is like a top five running back. what we're going for, but Zeke is also still, I think, going to be in that the RB one category. Um, yeah, you talk about the the health of the O line. That's I think that's huge for him and just the offense in general. Andy Dawn wasn't really doing anything, and now he's hurt. Um, this offense is maybe hopefully they, they just try to rely on him more. I'm, I'm not sure, sure what's really going on. That was um, the hope coming into yeah. with Andy Dalton. I know, I know. <laughs> and it's, it's not happening. So I I think if you could buy low on Zeke, that's this would be the best time to do it though. Maybe I mean maybe you try to sell high on Zeke, right? I mean maybe if you've drafted, maybe okay, maybe let's say you picked up Antonio Brown. Right. Okay, and let's say you approach like the Alvin Kamara manager or the Dalvin Cook manager, and you say, "Hey, I'll give you Zeke and Antonio Brown for Dalvin Cook, hmm. or Alvin Kamara." Yeah, definitely they heard in that receiver, like the old Dell manager. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, is that something that you that you'd be that you would be interested in doing if you yeah, were the Zeke so. manager? Yeah, I think yeah, so. right. Yep. I mean, you're upgrading the situation. You don't really know what what Antonio Brown could be. I mean, he could be the the winning lottery ticket, or he could just evaporate like pixie dust. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I think that that would be something that would, you know, would would be able to 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 grab the attention of like the Alvin Kamara manager or the Dalvin Cook manager. Right. Right. Um. All right, man. And then Mike Davis. Uh, what do you think about this? This one, Greg. You panicking here? Is, uh, is, is he? About, is no. he preemptively turning into a pumpkin? No. Uh, this is. I mean, pump? one of this. This is the first game where he's got under in single digits. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, he's mm-hmm. done everything we've asked for. Uh, in relief for Christian McCaffrey and more and more, yeah, and <laughs> way more, yeah. <laughs> and the 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 you know this the shelf life is very short now. It's like a couple, maybe one or two more weeks. So I mean, actually one week, honestly. I think the Thursday night game they'll probably hold a CMC out, and then he's gonna be back. So uh, 
thank you, J- Mike Davis, for everything you've done. I mean, we got a report today that he will still be used uh, when CMC is back, but uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think in full point PPR leagues, he would be, you know, completely useful going forward. Uh, I mean, that would be my definitely hope. definitely not I mean, droppable when CMC comes back, though. No, I mean, are you going to try to trade him to the CMC manager? Because you're going to be, they'll, yeah. I mean, you're selling him at that at his lowest point at that point. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really the first and uh, only person you can really maybe get the best deal for, I think. So definitely try to hit up the CMC manager and do it now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or would you be more inclined to hold him and see what his role actually is, if if there is one for him? Ah, I don't know, man. Which one NFL, would you? NFL which one would you? Are, I'm not really <laughs> feeling them right now. They're they're such liars, yeah. It's so crazy. Uh, I yeah, I'm, I'm I'm more on the get rid of Mike Davis to the CMC manager. I'm also in favor if you can get CMC if you're the Mike Davis manager as well. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, depending on the state of the CMC manager, we saw that trade go down in the league that we're in. Um, right, because they were the first it, pick it, usually. The yeah, the first pick. Yeah, yeah. So. Depending on the state of that manager, I mean, you might be able to get something done. But uh, I know some CMC managers are, you know, still still holding, you know, still running a tight ship. They're still mm-hmm. four and two or mm-hmm. four, or, you know, four and three, uh, and, and are awaiting his his return. So uh, something to watch there. Some other some other jags at the position. There's a long list of guys that you know you just did not uh, did not come through if you if you tried to play them. Uh, Josh Jacobs, man. Um, that one is kind of what you would expect. You'd, you'd see this if I saw the score. I hadn't even seen Josh Jacobs' stat line. I hadn't seen anything, but I just saw the score, and I immediately knew Josh Jacobs was probably didn't didn't have a good day. Yeah, yeah, forty-five to twenty. Um, negative game script. I mean, this is what you called. This is uh what Josh Jacobs will be in uh non-competitive games for the for the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, uh, do we do we know how many targets he had? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, they have Cleveland next week, though, so they'll, they'll be competitive next week. <laughs> I mean, but even then, Cleveland has a good run defense, right? So, yeah, they do. They do have a good rush defense. Um, oh, four targets. I mean, he, since that six-target game in Week One, which they had in. You know they had positive game script against Carolina. He hasn't had more than four targets. Mm. So keep that in mind. Yeah, and the work Gio Bernard got was mostly in the passing game, so that doesn't help for Josh Jacobs going against this Cleveland defense. Yeah, no, and you can't sell him because your time to sell him was after that Kansas City game when he scored two touchdowns. That yeah. was your, your yeah. time to sell, but I mean, I got him out for um, Michael Thomas, and this man still hasn't played. So I'm hoping Michael Thomas comes back soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the Jags, man, uh, Rojo fell victim to Leonard Fournette just yeah. being a better pass catcher, unfortunately. Yeah, one, I was watching that game once. Rojo dropped a ball uh, in the pass catching. Like it, Bruce Arians, you know, has very short patience. He sees Leonard Fournette back there, and he just put him right in, and uh, it was like just continuous drives where Leonard Fournette was in uh and it was yeah it's gonna be a struggle for playing time if one of these guys messes up or uh how the game flow goes oh man yeah 
it's tough. As soon as soon as I talk good about Rojo, man, it's I know, just man. Three weeks. We got three, we got three great weeks though, you know. <laughs> pulls the rug right off from under you. Yep. Uh, Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly. Uh, I mean, people were probably more relying on Justin Jackson, uh, but you know, it didn't look good for Justin Jackson from the onset of like the you know the middle of the week when he was dealing with the quad mm-hmm. and a, and a knee, and then there was a beat reporter on Twitter that had said that uh, you know he he found it kind of odd that Justin Jackson hadn't been out for warmups yet. Uh, but then Justin Jackson was officially active, so uh, there was something, may have been something going on there with him. Uh, this team, this game had a very, you know, very competitive, you know, very back and forth nature to it, which you would expect would be more Justin Jackson. But Greg, what are your takeaways on this situation here? Yeah, both of them are just like low end flexes. I mean, they're both they were both used like they're you know that kind of. 50 50 uh not as much heavy jackson as we got in that that first game against the saints um but yeah they i mean they'll they'll be continue to use i see them both as you know the borderline you know rb2s maybe rb3s but uh yeah honestly if you have both of them it's kind of like yeah which is i'm in the case the scenario actually where i have both of them in in league of shorter people uh i think it just kind of depends on the game script and the matchup. I mean, if you start both of them there, I think they're they're gonna cap you because Herbert's a, a passing a passer man. That man's that man's a passer, so it's it's not like they're gonna be a, a run heavy team. Yeah, man, you're you're. I think with with Jackson, you're kind of banking on the receptions, yeah. hopefully, and then yeah. with Kelly, you're hoping he can get in, in the touch in the end zone with a touchdown. Yeah. Um, and then James White, man, just when we thought that he could have potentially been something. Uh, had you know eight eight targets last week i think it was uh just when we thought man you know that's something that gets pulled right from out from under us so what do you think about james white or or, you know just this new england offense as a whole uh yeah i think he was this was a factor of just the the whole game and new cam and new england's offense honestly uh they just all need to figure it out i think uh from top to bottom um so We'll see. I mean, it just doesn't look it's so weird, like seeing the Pats getting blown out, losing again. Like, uh, man, I mean, maybe maybe Brady was right. Yeah, this is <laughs> Brady got out. You know, yeah. he, was, he was really the key. Yeah, man, I, I really don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> that that one was that this game. I mean, it's pretty noticeable. Cam, you know, he's he was not his best yesterday. Um, but it's also very noticeable that the Patriots very, very sorely need a wide receiver. Oh, like yeah, they, so they, badly. They do not so have bad. someone that can that can get that can get open right now. Julian no. Edelman, he is he's not healthy. Uh, yeah. Fred Fred Warner shut shut down Julian Edelman for for uh, for a few snaps yesterday, and. Fred Warner's a middle linebacker. I mean, very athletic in his own right, but Julian Edelman not himself right now. So, uh, yeah, this is a, a situation where I think teams know that this that the Patriots don't have uh, much weapons on the outside, and and they can load up the box on them because they know that you want to they want to run the ball with Cam, but they don't really have a receiver that can beat them deep. This, yeah, the team's really... best deep threat is Derrick Bird. Yeah. <laughs> And they didn't. There's not really a lot of guys out there. The trade deadline's this week, is it, or next week? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, as we approach I mean, John Ross, the only so. one that wants to get traded. So if they want to go get him for a bag of dimes, they could. <laughs> oh, man, John Ross. John Ross, yo. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we saw Jacoby Myers becoming a thing. Like, so this this was this was very interesting. Um, but moving on to the wide receiver position and the number oh, one man. wide receiver on the week. Oh, man. Tyler Lockett. Must have heard Greg talking about him, but 45 and a half fantasy points, uh, 15 of 20 targets, 15 catches on 20 targets, 200 yards and three touchdowns. And I've got this one from my brother, Randy. If you, if since week one, you had bet a hundred dollars on Tyler Lockett scoring three touchdowns for every week since week one, you'd be up $7,300 right now. So Greg. (laughs) <laughs> so greg what do you make of this performance here by tyler lockett yeah the the 20 targets it starts and it really ends there like that 20 targets <laughs> makes no sense like <laughs> russell wilson used to throw 20 times in a game before i've seen russell wilson pass for 20 times total in a game that and he threw 20 times to one person like this is this is crazy like uh this game would not end by the way like it, it was really didn't want to end uh, just I was going against Tyler Lockett in, in a couple weeks, so it was really a struggle to see uh, him just keep getting receptions and just destroy. And the balls that he was getting, like they were beautiful. The catches he was making were the high level of difficulty. Like Patrick Peterson was playing great coverage on him, and it didn't matter. He he fouled him on all three of those great catches he had. Uh, it seemed like and it didn't matter. So uh, shout out to Patrick Peterson. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, he gave it to Patrick Peterson. He gave it to Drake Kirkpatrick. It didn't really seem to matter. Uh, I mean, Tyler Lockett is a good receiver, and and he he plays with Russell Wilson. And so, you know, these kinds of things are going to happen, man. You know, so uh, Tyler Lockett. uh, It's funny because I also was going against Tyler Lockett, but I also have Tyler Lockett in another league, and I was completely ahead in in one league. It didn't even – Tyler Lockett could have not played, and I was going to win. It didn't matter. The other league, I was ahead, and I was like, all right, well, as long as Tyler Lockett doesn't score 30 points, I'm good, oh, and 30. it's a full-point P- <laughs> full PPR. I, oh, that dream was oh, over. That dream oh. was over by halftime. <laughs> I was like, oh, is, is Tyler Lockett going to get 60 points in a full-point PPR league? Like, he was close. Like, he was very close. <laughs> no, and, well, in that league, we have bonuses and things like that. He had 61.7. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah so... I think he was actually, he, yeah, because he was punt returning a little bit yesterday or kick returning near the end of the game too yesterday. So, yeah, Tyler Lockett, uh, he, yeah, he, he, he's prone to do these these kinds of things. Another man who was prone to do these kinds of things, uh, Devontae Adams, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 38.1 fantasy points, 13 catches on 16 targets. 196 receiving yards, two touchdowns, Greg. What do we make of this performance here by Devontae Adams, man? Oh, yeah. So, I'm not surprised by 16 targets. That's that's what Devontae... I expect that from Devontae. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no one else to pass, only to, pass to as a, as a wide receiver. Uh, Aaron Jones is their next best receiver. So, Devontae should be getting the ball. Uh, it's, it's crazy because he's getting low, some low A-dot uh, you know, targets, too. And he, he just makes things happen. He's such a good guy when he, he gets the ball at the line of scrimmage. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just looks at him and he knows if they're playing off coverage just to give it to him and, and make plays happen. Um, yeah, this is um, 
He's the man, Devontae Adams, man. He's just carrying people. Yeah, man, <laughs> Devontae Adams, like you were saying, he is the only person, uh, well, available really to, to, uh, to Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball to. His 16-game pace in, in terms of targets, uh, I mean, obviously he's missed some time with the injury, but the 16-game pace here for, for Devontae Adams, 184 targets here, Greg. Oh my god! So and he's missed uh, two games. That's just not like a like a you know if he played all games like he he's all still on pace for that. And he was hurt for one game and missed two games. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean he he's definitely Devonte uh, Devonte man- Adams manager sorely missed him. Let's just put it that way. No, oh, yeah, definitely. I was yeah. one of them. So yeah, I am definitely one. Of them. Oh yeah, same same here, same here, brother. So. I'm glad that we were able to get it together. Mm-hmm. Another guy who I know I have plenty of shares <laughs> of, and so I sorely missed him. Uh, and we told you guys, do not, please don't drop him. I had a friend of mine told me he dropped him. Uh, oh, man. Told, called me on Sunday. He said, I'm putting the claim back in. I'm sorry. Uh, Deontay Johnson, 24.5 fantasy points, nine, ca- nine catches on 15 targets, Greg. Uh, 80, 80 receiving yards and two touchdowns. What do we make of this performance here by Deontay Johnson? Yeah, this was this was nice getting uh some Malcolm Butler and he he, he torched him a little bit. Uh, this was uh nice to see um Devontae Adams getting a you know top top in targets again when he he plays he's going to be the top target at wide receiver like that's what people forget. you just call him Devontae Adams but I'll I'll, right, so I mean, I'll take Deontay Johnson you're right yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean the target number it looks like he's Devontae Adams so uh it's right. awesome to see um yeah as long as he could just stay healthy he got you know the ankle tweaked again at the end of the game um you told me he's gonna be fine for the this uh this the you know this game against Baltimore. It's gonna be a huge game, so hopefully he's there and ready to go. He's uh, he's the safest receiver in this uh, Steelers offense, so to play him, please. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, every week that he's been healthy and he's finished the game, uh, double digit targets, 10, 10 targets in week one, thirteen targets in week two, fifteen targets in in, in week seven. Here, uh, obviously had the concussion injury in week three, sat out week. Uh, you know they had the bye week four, uh, then he w- he had the back injury week five, sat out week six. So uh, Deontay Johnson, man, this is what we expected. I mean he's he is the number one receiver in the Steelers offense, continuing to uh, to lead them to lead them in targets and and target share here. So you know again thirty percent of the team targets nearly. So uh, Deontay Johnson uh, got gotta continue to love that man. And then rounding out the top twelve, man, AJ Brown, the wide receiver four, D- AJB, <laughs> gotta love that man, man. Uh, DJ Moore, wide receiver five, Tyler Boyd, the wide receiver six, S Miller, man, he's not on waivers yet. He's not, he's not on. He Scotty Miller said, I'm not on waivers just yet. Uh, Chris Godwin uh, coming through as a wide receiver eight, perfect time to sell high. DeAndre Hopkins coming in as a wide receiver nine. Nelson Aguilar, Aguilar coming as a wide receiver ten. Uh, Scary Terry, Greg yeah. start of the week coming in as the wide receiver eleven, and then Christian Kirk coming in as the wide receiver twelve. And there was a lot of high scores yeah, man. at the wide receiver position. There was a lot of high scores around the league. Quarterbacks scored high, which means some of these receivers had too. So 
uh, Keenan Allen, Calvin Ridley, Tyreek Hill, Kenny Galladay, Juju, even Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster all came through with fantasy uh, friendly days here for you. If you started any of them, you were not mad. Yeah, uh, Greg, what did you make of this week at wide receiver? Oh uh, yeah, it was it was a it was a great week. Um, the high scores we we said was gonna happen. This there's too many uh over high over the games. Uh, these offenses are just rolling right now, and these defenses are just struggling. So it's it's gonna be more and more like this. Uh, the NFL is just turning into a very high scoring league. Um, yeah, this is this is this is dope to see. Uh, both both Higgins uh, coming through Rashad Higgins too. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even mention T Higgins here. He balled out uh, as well. Somebody we expected, um, but Tyler Boyd, man, coming through in this matchup against oh, Cleveland, uh, absolutely dogged. Uh, DJ Moore coming through with two touchdowns on four catches. Gotta love when he does that. Um, but AJ Brown, man, I like. Oh, man. He was. He, he was my ride or die at the wide receiver position. I had him in my top ten. It was bold at the time, I, and I looked like a fool when a when he was out for two games. <laughs> you said what? Yeah, now nah, when he was hurt, like uh, it, it would have been like such a great receiver to go go get and buy him and Deontay. Yeah, man. I mean, both these guys would have been great buys, but AJ Brown, man, just continuing to do what he did last year and just be a yards after catch monster. This guy is a freak. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's and, no other way to put it. And it's even better because you have a, a higher volume thrower in Ryan Tannehill now. Like, his, his, his potential is even higher now this year. So, please go. Yeah, this AJB is going to be a wide receiver one locking in the rest of the season. Rest of the season, man. Just got to keep that knee healthy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Titans are running a higher volume of plays, which means AJB, uh, I mean, AJB and Derrick Henry, they both get to eat. So I got to love that. Um, and then uh, Nelson Aguilar, man, I think he's a thing, man. Oh, I yeah, like... he's, he, he's on that. He's on yeah. the, yep, we're going to okay. talk about more for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Good to hear that. And then so moving on to some Jags, man. And there's there's a Jag here who's actually a Jag because he's a Jacksonville Jaguar. And that's DJ <laughs> Shark. Um, did not come through this week, man. Had seven targets, one catch. Uh, are you nervous about DJ Shark? I mean, I'm, I'm not nervous about him this week because he's he's gone he's on the bye. But are you nervous about a DJ Shark? Greg? Um, not. I mean, we expect him to be, I guess, that high high end wide receiver too. I don't see him still. I still see him as that. Uh, I mean, Gardner Minshew has been struggling though, so it could bring down his cap a little bit. Uh, there was rumors of him being benched before the game. Uh, Gardner Minshew, so. Um, it would be interesting to see how this quarterback situation will affect him. I don't think it's DJ Shark more than it's the, the the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 a little nervous though. I mean, because if Gardner Minshew can't, if Gardner Minshew gets benched, that means we're going to Mike Glennon. Mm, and if you get, <laughs> it, it, it's I don't see how how it gets better from Gardner yeah. to Mike Glennon. I mean, yeah. that's true. That's that's really it. Um, another jag at the position, man. Mike Evans, man. Oh man, this th- this one. There's gonna be more of these. Oh yeah, there's gonna be more. It's just only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Like we we said, he has to compete with deep targets with Scotty Miller, and Miller got it this time. Like so, if if, if he's not if well yeah, if Evans not getting deep targets, then it's slow. It's very slow for his production. Uh, Tom Brady's not a, a deep ball thrower. Like he's not you know. Um, Bruce Arians talking about these 10 targets he hurts himself uh, you know 
feels bad every time he doesn't get it, man. Get out of here with that. Like, this man had two, <laughs> he had two yesterday or something like that. Oh, man. <laughs> Mike Evans, yeah, he, he's he's a, he's a jack. He's a, he's a wide receiver three right now. Yeah, I mean, ha. On a day where the where the where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers score forty five points, and Mike Evans walks out with two catches and not one for a touchdown, yeah. how do you feel confident starting him next week? No, I, or any, I mean, yeah, yeah. no, I'm like, I mean, you're, you're going to start him. Uh, yeah, are you going against the Giants like a good, a solid defense? Like, I don't know, like with, uh, yeah, this. <laughs> Stuff. And in the I mean, red you're, zone, you're gonna have to start him. You're gonna yeah, have to. That's true. You're gonna have to start him. Oh, that's rough, man. That's so so rough. Cause at the goal line too, it could be Fournette or Ronald Jones. Like he's not necessarily he's gonna get red zone carry, uh, red zone targets either. Uh, there's someone that they have for every uh, like level of the field, and <laughs> Mike Evans doesn't need to be that guy. No, no. I mean, you're right. I mean, even they, they Scotty Miller could be the deep threat. Yep. Uh, we, I mean, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, Gronk, even Brady. We know Chris Godwin could even be a red zone threat when they get down by the goal line. There's too much comp right now. Uh, there's too much competition for Mike Evans. Oh, yeah, it's and crazy. AB's coming back. I just can't, can't, you know, we still haven't just. Oh, <laughs> just forget about that, right? Just keep forgetting <laughs> that Antonio Brown, probably the greatest wide receiver to ever play the game, you know, the last decade is coming back to play football with Tom yep. Brady. So, yep. Um, who had eight? Who targeted him eight times? And like, yeah. So off the street, uh, yeah. Just gave him eight, ta- yeah. eight targets and two touchdowns. Eight targets, just. Uh, it was actually one touchdown, but it oh, was one, I think one, one maybe. Wait, wait, wait. It, yeah, one touchdown. I think there was two red zone, like four red zone targets. I think it was, Oof. but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, another jag on the week, and not because he's not good at football. Uh, that would be DK Metcalf. Um. The plays this guy, this the plays that this guy made on Sunday, did not necessarily impact the box score. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I mean, he made uh, the the play of the game probably. I think honestly, if you really look at it, because um, it was a well, they still lost the game. If they won the game, it would have been the play of the game. But uh, yeah, you know, as far as score and stuff like but that. But it was a seven. I mean, essentially a a, a seven point swing there. Yeah. Uh, because. You know, uh, Russell Wilson had thrown an interception, and DK Metcalf basically hawks Buda Baker. Uh, look, he looked like the Terminator. Yeah, he did. He really did. Like, I I literally said that if DK Metcalf was chasing me, I would be terrified. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's. I mean, and he was just. This this was just a factor of Tyler Lockett. I mean, Tyler Lockett just twenty targets, so it's hard for. Uh, him DK to get. I mean, he had a touchdown at the end, uh, holding call, which was a good call. Um, so it's not like he, you know, was absent from the game. Oh no, he was not absent from the game at all. I yeah. mean, his his presence was felt throughout the game. I I mean, they even had another safety over the top of him. Uh, I mean, teams do not want to get beat by DK Metcalf. I mean, I think yeah. that they, they've they've made that pretty clear. Which now. only helps Tyler Lockett. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely going to help Tyler Lockett. But guess what? It's going to help DK Metcalf because teams are going to be like, oh, well, they're going to target Tyler Lockett. <laughs> they're going <laughs> to. So it's it's going to swing back and forth. I mean, playing with Russell Wilson definitely helps everybody involved. Yep. Um, somebody who needs some help, uh, Julian Edelman. Uh, snip, snip, right? Yeah, snip, snip. Uh, okay. Snip, snip. 
Um, yeah, I mean, he's not healthy right now. Uh, this offense doesn't look great. I don't really want much attachment to Julian Edelman. Imagine if you were, uh, imagine if you were holding on to Julian Edelman because you didn't want to pick up Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, or Brandon Ayuk. Oh no, that that that. Well, yeah, I mean, I would feel bad for that person. I mean, I, I wouldn't do that, but yeah, that 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 would that would suck. <laughs> oh, that definitely happened. That happened because people were like, "Oh, I could pick this person up, but I don't want to drop Julian Edelman." Dag. Yeah, could even pick up so, AJ Green. Uh, for him. <laughs> Yeah, AJ. Oh, I didn't even bring up AJ Green. Know, AJ right? Green, back to back weeks, word, two good, two good weeks, man. <laughs> two good weeks in a row. Two good Joe, weeks back. Two Joe weeks Burrow's in a row. It out. Give him, give him back shorter fades. Like just keep giving him back shorter fades. Like it works, <laughs> right? So, um, another jag at the position, man. Uh, CD Lamb. Yeah. Uh, um, this offense is just yeah. Andy Dalton. Uh, I still don't. I can't remember who their new quarterback is again. Even now, like at this point, Ben <laughs> Ben Denucci. Right, Ben Ben Denucci. Uh, ben Denucci. Not sure if it's gonna get any better. Like it's gonna be. I mean, he'll stop some spots. I mean, but yeah, without Dak or any like you know just viable quarterback, it's gonna be tough for this offense to roll for all the receivers. So you're you're benching C D Lamb going forward. And uh, is that two TBD? Uh, yeah, that's TBD. That's TBD. Uh, they play the Eagles next week on Sunday Night Football, unfortunately. Um, mm, yeah, I I think I would still start him as a flex in that game. Yeah, I mean, I think he's only in flex consideration. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Chase Claypool also didn't come through at, uh, at all, really. Um, you know, this was more Juju and Deontay Johnson here, so... Uh, what do we make of this with Chase? Um, yeah, this is uh, gonna happen. I mean, you know the inconsistency at running. I mean, wide receiver. It's gonna for a big play guy like him uh, can happen. Um, I'm not gonna panic too much. I mean, he he was just you know a uh, waiver wire pickup a boom flex we call him. So boom flex comes with the bus aspect too. Um, definitely, you know, in some good matches, I still think he's he's startable. Yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. agree there. And then Mike Williams, man, I, I don't know what happened here. Jalen Guyton, uh, man. <laughs> Jalen Guyton, uh, you know, some tight ends that we'll talk about later. Uh, but Mike Williams was basically a non-factor here on Sunday. And so I apologize because I was t- touting him as a play for like two weeks now. Um, but, you know, as it always as always happens to me, so that means that Mike Williams will blow up next week. So, uh, Greg, what, what do we make of this performance here, or this this uh, non-performance here by Mike Williams? Only uh, had uh, three targets, one catch for four yards. Yeah, this is all again like kind of the the chase thing. Uh, boom, uh, he's also a boom flex. Um, yeah, I mean he's with the herb though, so I can't. Be too, I'm not going to be so really out on him. Like he, I don't think he's droppable, but uh, yeah, I think it's more you got to play that that matchup and just see where where he he fits as far as uh, getting downfield, getting an opportunity. It's either going to be him or Jalen Guy and getting one deep touchdown a game. So we'll see who it is. Yeah, I mean, still had uh, 15.78 out, so still getting targeted down the field. Yeah. But, uh, only three targets on a day where 
where Justin Herbert throws the ball 43 times. I mean, that's not encouraging. Yeah. Um. All right, man. Anybody else that let you down at the receiver position? I mean, I know, I know, Odell was hurt, so we're not going after him. But uh, anybody else that may maybe let you down? Um. No, nah, I mean, pretty much in the those key guys. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was a solid week though. Receivers, a lot of receivers stepped up, so I can't be mad. Yeah, definitely. Um, tight end position, man. And the tight end won on the week. Harrison Bryant, the rookie, showing up with 19.6 and a half point PPR. Four catches on five targets. 56 yards and two touchdowns. Greg, what do we make of this performance here by the rookie tight end with the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, this is, this is awesome to see. I remember you, you mentioned early in the year he, he's running a lot of routes, um, especially with, with all three of these guys were hitting Hooper and Joku. Uh, you know, and, and him and Harrison Bryant. So uh, this is a good a, a good sign for him. I mean, with the health of Austin Hooper, if he's going to continue to be out another week, Harrison Bryant's got to be the number one pickup for for tight ends like in, in the waivers. Yeah, I mean, it seems like um, Baker only can throw the ball to the tight end position apparently <laughs> this year. So. I mean, Harrison Bryant, I mean, this is a kid that I liked coming out of FAU. Uh, he's a smooth receiver, and I think he shows that, uh, you know, running routes out there and, and coming through this week with the two touchdowns. So if you if you played him in DFS or you, or you played him, started him in a dynasty league or something, then, uh, then you had to have loved this performance here by the rookie. Uh, the tight end two on the Ooh. week, man. Uh, that would be Rob Gronkowski, Ooh. man, uh, coming through with 14.7 fantasy points, five catches on eight targets, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Greg, are you a believer? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a believer. He's officially back. Uh, even when AB comes back, this is, uh, I think, Gronk is here to stay. Uh, so this is good to see. Um, yeah, another game with a touchdown. Uh, got five receptions in, in the 60 yards. So that's I think that's three straight games right now for him as far as getting those yardages too. So even if he doesn't get the touchdown, he's still going to give you safe tight end value. And that's just, you know, right around that eight to nine points. And that's that's all we really need, honestly, for, from the tight end. That's all I can ask for. So uh, this, is, uh, this is definitely good for finding that connection with his best friend, Tom. Yeah, man, this was great, man. I'm, I said it three weeks ago. Uh, he looked like he's he's starting to look like himself. Uh, he's starting to look like the Gronk that we remember, the Gronk of old. And uh, you know, he doesn't have those you know those bulky braces on anymore, those knee braces and those elbow braces. So he mm-hmm. he looks he looks even more nimble than that than the Gronk that we might remember. So um, yeah, I mean, like you're saying, I mean, I think after the AB signing, I said bye Gronk, like you know, by like goodbye Gronk, like that this will no longer be a thing. But like you just said, man, I think this makes a ton of sense. His presence will um you know, A B's presence, Mike Evans presence, you know, all these guys being on the field opens this thing up for Gronk even more, yeah. who is be you know, showing you know, a higher level of comfort and Brady's also showing a high level of comfort as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um then the tight end three on the week, that would be uh, TJ Hawkinson. My start of the week coming through 14.4 fantasy points, 
five catches on six targets, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Greg, what do we make of this performance here by TJ Hawkinson? Oh, yeah, the Hawk, man. He's been balling of late. Uh, just all season, he's been super consistent. I think honestly, and um, this is this is good for him. It's, uh, I think it's only gonna get better as long as Kenny G's on the field. It really op- opens up op- op- everything for this entire team. Uh, he really impacts everyone as far as getting uh, down the field and and the moving this ball for everybody. So T.J. Hawk doing what he's got to do. Uh, not five receptions, 59 yards. That's that's dope. Um, again, getting uh, those that. Baseline yardage and, and receptions that you need, uh, and then the touchdown just makes the day excellent. Yeah, man, gotta love this one here by the Hawk uh, coming through. I mean, that touchdown, I'll take it, man. Came through on the last play of the game, but I will oh, yeah. take it. Oh yeah, how I can get it for sure. Uh, and then the tight end four in the week, Logan Thomas, man, uh, bouncing back with Kyle Allen headed mm-hmm. on a bye week though. So, uh, you know, probably someone would look at week after but darren waller the tight end five richard rogers coming in as a tight end six jared cook the tight end seven hayden hurst tight end eight uh al o albert o albert obawakubanam the tight end nine oh i gave it a shot uh tight end 10 virgil green the tight end 11 david and joku the tight end 12 donald parham would you look at that two chargers tight ends uh not, Some, named uh, well, <laughs> not named Hunter Henry. Uh, Craig, any of these st- stud performances stick out to the t- at the tight end position? And we had some good ones this week too. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, this is uh, the Richard Rodgers is nice, uh, especially because we, we kind of said he he's definitely in play. Uh, Logan Thomas mm-hmm. is just so interesting because he's he's not getting the targets, but he's now he's getting the production. Like that's fantasy football for you right there in the, in the sum up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, and then Hayden Hurst, man. I think maybe he needs Julio. Everyone needs Julio, man. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe everyone needs Julio. Yeah, yo. <laughs> Julio and it seems like Kenny G like make these offenses like impact it so much. Yeah, man. And then uh, Darren Waller just continuing to to do what he does, man. Especially, in, I mean, even in the tough matchup. And then out, oh man, the rookie from Denver. <laughs> What yeah. do we what do we make of what do we make of this guy? Noah Fant. I mean, obviously we'll get to him in a little bit, but he got seemed to have gotten banged up in this game. Uh out oh back to back productive games here. What are we making of this one, Greg? Uh yeah, I saw a lot of that game. Um Drew Locke was definitely missing Noah Fant a lot. Um yeah, I think Noah Fant's still getting back into the, the rhythm of things. Um so I think with his health health um coming back up, it might not as seem as good for Al, but I mean he has value and value in, in tight end landscape where it's very scarce. So, uh, you know, he could be someone that you can pick up and, and stream maybe in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, and on, I mean, on top of, uh, uh, the, the, you know, obviously drew Locke not having weapons on this team right now in terms of the past game, Tim Patrick's also a little bit banged up, uh, out. Oh, and drew Locke have, uh, you know, prior relationship. I mean, they they played together at the University of Missouri, where Drew Locke was the quarterback and Al O was the tight end. Obviously, so there oh, is okay. a, Be- best friends, besties. <laughs> there's a connection here. So uh, I mean, you know, Al O came through with seven targets on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a high number: seven targets, sixty yards. So 
uh, I'll owe might 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 have to be a little thing if Noah Fant is is banged up. Uh, but the Jags on the week, uh, I mean, and there are some some high level ones too. Uh, you know, Travis Kelsey, uh, Hunter Henry, um, Jonu Smith. Uh, you know, all guys that you you were probably counting on Noah Fant. Um, I mean, obviously he got banged up, so we're not going to go too hard on Noah Fant. But then Robert Robert Tunyon uh, also did not come through. But like, as I said, he's not someone I was I wanted to play if he was banged up, only unless I really had to. Yeah, a lot of those high level guys definitely not worried about, especially the tight end position. Like when they hit, they give you they win your week. So I'm not too worried about Kelsey or you know Kid or Hunter Henry. So oh no, absolutely. Um, yeah, but um. Yeah, it's it's hard to like kind of yeah those jags at the tight end is tough because you know <laughs> seem like one one week everyone at the tight end position could be a jag. Yeah, definitely. Any given week, any tight end could be a jag. It's like did you touch did you catch a touchdown or not? Nah, yep, as we like to say. So, um, all right, Greg. So moving on to the injuries, which and there are quite a few this week, as you said. To, you know, the start of the show, it seems like every week we lose our first or second round running back. And uh, one running back, uh, we lost both starting running backs from the game yesterday. Uh, Kenyon Drake is expected to miss a few weeks with a high ankle sprain playing in that Sunday night game. Uh, and he is expected to land on the on the injured reserve. Mm-hmm. Um, so this obviously makes Chase Edmonds a RB1, like high-end RB1. Yeah, bona fide RB1, yes, sir. Yeah. Three down back um, RB1. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, he was already getting the targets, and now he's going to get everything. So, um, you know, showed out yesterday in a big way. Uh, another running back that uh, suffered an injury in yesterday's game, Chris Carson, he suffered a foot injury, is, is considered week to week which is mm-hmm. is never really good um as i used as i usually say day to day usually means week to week week to week usually means longer than that so uh he's expected to miss some time so uh Travis Homer also suffered an, a knee injury so Carlos Hyde and mm-hmm. DJ Dallas seem to uh take the bulk of the work but Carlos Hyde mainly getting the bulk of that work, uh, mm-hmm. 18 touches, finishing as a top 12 running back. Um, are you concerned about Chris Carson's availability going forward, Greg? Oh, yeah. I've got Chris Carson in a couple leagues. Um, definitely, you know, in the league, I do have Carlos Hyde locked up Travis Homer. But, yeah, if you can, if you already had those people, uh, kudos to you. If you don't, yeah, you might have to go get Carlos Hyde for sure. He's definitely on that, that waiver pot. I mean, waiver part, definitely. Yeah, um, and then some other some other news in the running back position. Uh, Joe Mixon is considered day to day with that foot injury that kept him out of Sunday's game. So Giovanni Bernard could potentially continue to be uh, a, an, a, an asset going forward. Um, and then uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., like we talked about at the start of this high ankle sprain, uh, is uh, was added to the IR, mm-hmm. uh, the injured reserve. So uh, that's obviously uh, sucks for, for him. Um, but obviously that means some some other guys are going to get opportunities. Uh, Tim Patrick suffered a hamstring injury. considered day-to-day with that. 
as well. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, who came back in Thursday night's game against the New York Giants, suffered a high ankle sprain and is uh, being placed on injured reserve. The hope is that he could make it back for uh, the the playoffs. Um, you know, if they make it, considering the division that they're in, probably likely. Uh, so Travis Fulgham and returning rookie potentially soon, uh, Jalen Rager, will continue to be a thing. Oh, and then also some other guys end up in the concussion protocol. Philip Lindsay, uh, he uh, ended up in the, he's entering concussion protocol. Brashad um, Perriman, wide receiver for the New York Jets, also entering concussion protocol. And then um, uh, and Andy Dalton, who took a, a you know a, a pretty bad hit, an illegal hit. Uh, in Sunday's game against the Washington football team, he is also a concussion protocol. And then the big news, uh, the big news that uh, hurts Greg very much so, uh, star wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns, Odell Beckham, <sighs> has torn his ACL and will be out for the rest of the season. Yeah, I've already cried in the so, corner a little bit, so it's, it's okay. I've been, yeah, just the NFL, man, it's not, it's not the same without Odell, man. It's just not the same. <laughs> No, no. Um, and then uh, Debo Samuel, he is likely out week eight and week nine for a hamstring injury. Uh, and then uh, Tyler Higby, uh, this news is news for now, but will be inactive for Monday Night Football. Uh, so uh, by the time you hear this, uh, maybe Gerald Everett will have balled out against Chicago and be a thing. Uh, yeah. So, Greg, let's get to waivers. <laughs> Yes, sir. What do we got? What do we got at the running back position this week, man? Uh, definitely, we talked about Chris Carson. I think the number number one guy to go get is definitely Carlos Hyde. Um, he's twelve percent rostered in Yahoo leagues. Uh, he's gonna be, I think, a plug-in borderline RB two if Chris Carson misses time, especially next week. Um, he's got fifty. He got fifteen carries. You know, we got sixty-eight yards and the touchdown. Um, yeah, Ian Rappaport said it'd be week to week, but. You know, that's just a little dicey. Um, even when he come back, he could be limited. So uh, definitely get Carlos Hyde and have him in that in that back pocket to start if uh, Chris Carson can't go. Um, after that, Jermichael Hasty, uh, 21% rostered. Um, he had nine carries now in back-to-back games. And now as like the basically the RB3 and RB4 on the roster. So now he's just slid up all the way to, I think, the, the starter of this of this pact. Uh, Tevin Coleman will probably be activated. He might see a little some some. Um, Jared McKinnon, it seems like that the 49ers are either trying to trade him or they are allergic to him because they refuse to use him. Uh, he's he's had a, a ample opportunity to come back and take that, that RB2 role that he was doing early in the year, but it seems like he's still not finding the field. So I think Casey will, will start the the game at um you know starting next week um i mean they'll they'll probably use jack mckinnon and tevin coleman in some facet but i think hasty is going to be the lead for touches uh in this offense um and going against seattle next week so definitely a high scoring impossible game next week uh after that joshua kelly is 43 percent rostered but you know he was a guy that you know saw basically half the time with justin jackson uh in a high high scoring offense uh, he still, you know, could be a plug and play, you know, low in flex for you along with Justin Jackson uh, in, in, in high score matchups with, with this offense for sure. Um, after that, for some, you know, bye weeks and deeper leagues, uh, definitely coming up. But these are guys that, you know, can can do some stuff for you. Uh, J.D. McKissick, he's 40 percent rostered. 
you know, you would think it's Gibson season, but it seems to be not. We're, we're saying free Gibson because J.D. McKissick is still getting 50% of the time. He actually played 49% of the snaps where he actually played we had 1% more than uh, Gibson in this game. So Gibson, you could tell he he's the guy balling out, but McKissick is going to still see the field. Uh, and, and because of that, I think he still has fantasy, you know, value uh, in different leagues. Um, Zach Moss, another guy that also is going to see that 50-50 split. He's, his roster ship is down to 46%, so he's uh, going to be on this list for, for, I think, those guys that need running back depth and running back help, um, especially if Denver Singletary in this, this running game continues to struggle. Maybe they give Zach Moss a little more, but he, he's guaranteed to still get uh, basically half the opportunity. So uh, I'll take that, especially in this Bills offense. Um, and lastly, those last resort, man, has got to be those two giant, two New York running backs, man. <laughs> LaMichael P. Ryan and Wayne Gallman. Uh, LaMichael P. Ryan is 16% rostered, but you can expect him to get 15 touches a game. Um, you know, he, he's getting you know, the, the, the targets. Uh, he got three the other day. Uh, you know, you, you were saying that the offense looks a little better. Allen Gates is not calling plays. They're doing, you know, basic things that, you know, <laughs> offenses around the league should be doing. But this is awesome to see. So maybe he can have some value, I think especially in deeper leagues and Wayne Gallman, he's 2% rostered Devontae Freeman, a huge injury. I mean, not huge injury, but he also was hurt. Uh, so he, you know, there's really not anyone left uh, to give the ball. Deion Lewis fumbled the ball. He's not really a factor. I think, I think Wayne Gallman is definitely going to see the majority of touches uh, and, and, and get the bulk of this uh, running back opportunity. So go get those, those guys. If you really are desperate, yeah, go get those New York running backs. <laughs> yeah, man. I definitely like that. I mean, uh, week eight coming or week eight coming up. So the bye week, we've got Arizona, Houston, Washington football team, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Arizona. I mean, Chase Edmonds would obviously be the number one guy if he's available in your league. Yeah, he probably isn't. Probably not. But if yeah. he is, somehow, some way, uh, add spend him. all the money. Spend all the money. All the money. Hundred percent. <laughs> all the money. <laughs> burn the number. Burn the number one priority. Whatever yes. priority you have, use it on him. Um. And then, yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, I think I would probably, I mean, you mentioned a set of new, two, three sets of New York running backs, essentially, between the Bills running backs oh, and the Jets running backs. Oh, yeah, Zach Moss, that's right. <laughs> Keep and, getting uh, Buffalo. <laughs> and uh, the New York Giants. But, I mean, I would probably, this running back backfield in Buffalo is, like, impossible to figure it's out. A mess. It is a mess. And even Josh ja- Josh Allen we know when they get down by the goal line, he's probably their their number one option when they get down there anyway. So, uh, I mean, I would probably go after these other backs. I mean, maybe not the maybe not the Jets backfield because there's no there's really like like a little opportunity for for touchdowns in that backfield. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Wayne Gallman has shown more in one game than either. I mean, not maybe not Devin Singletary when he had the backfield to himself i mean i think that's what these guys are they're like bi-week fill-ins stashes yeah. yep until like fill-ins, if, definitely if one of them gets the backfield to themselves then they become a then they become a weekly start that week yeah i agree with you on that essentially yeah. um all right greg what about a uh, wide receiver what are we oh man, at? obviously there's a, there's a lot of names, but uh, I'm gonna go as far as 12 teams. Uh, these guys that you gotta go get and focus on because you know every week wide receiver you, you can always make those last minute ads to save your week. But as far as getting those guys right now, uh, Brandon Ayuk, 49% rostered, no Debo Samuel, 
and they got weak against Seattle. That's really all I have to say. Week eight oh, versus man. Seattle and no Debo Samuel, man. Go get Brandon Ayuk. He's going to either get a rushing touchdown or a passing touchdown. He could get both. It doesn't matter. So uh, definitely go go target and focus on him. Um, after that, I think Rashad Higgins, uh, he's going to have to be in play. Uh, he's the next wide receiver up after Jarvis Landry. He got six targets, got 110 yards um, in that in that game. So, um, you know, Odell being out for the season, uh, you know, Baker's going to still have to be able to throw, you know, uh, and, and maybe some high, especially high over under games. Um, so Rashad Higgins could be a guy you can look to and, and add. But it's definitely Jarvis number one as far as the target, uh, as far as, you know, those wide receivers. Uh, after that, Sterling Shepard, uh, he's 29% rostered in Yahoo leagues. I think he definitely he automatically slid in as the number one PPR uh, possession receiver for Daniel Jones. I think he's the safest fantasy receiver in this Giants offense. Uh, he's he's very important to them. I think he's the most important receiver to this Giants offense. So uh, he's going to be there to move the chains, especially in PPR leagues. Full point for sure. Uh, I think Sterling Shepard has got to be an add as he's he can you know he's going to get close to six to eight targets a game. Um, Corey Davis after that. He had 10 targets, uh, and, and, you know, he's got a potential shootout uh, versus Cincinnati next week. Uh, he's 28% rostered. Uh, his roster was so low because, you know, he was out with the injuries, out with COVID. So, But he's back, and he slid right in uh, to leading in targets. So uh, definitely. Uh, and Ryan Tannehill, can, he can support multiple receivers. He can support a lot of guys. Um, so, yeah, I, I would think Corey Davis is a guy you could look to add in 12-team uh, leagues. Um, for deeper leagues, uh, it's got to be Nelson Aguilar. Uh, you said he was a thing. I, I agree with you. He, I think he's got to be a thing. Uh, he's got a touchdown now in three straight games. Uh, he's only 4% rostered. Um, you know, uh, it was a body and our league are certain people was able to add him, uh, for, and you know, he came through. So, uh, Derek Carr has been, been playing pretty solid of late. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's got to be able to pass it to someone. And so besides Darren Waller and Nelson Aguilar seems to be the guy. Uh, so he's consistent, um, so far. So I think you can definitely go at him and, and uh, play him in as a flex role. Uh, and after that, the last resort guy has got to be Jalen Guyton, I think, cause if you really need a boom play, if you're chasing points, uh, this man hasn't had a game over three targets, but he seems to get one deep touchdown every other game. He's got three on the year. Uh, if you're really chasing points and you're in a 16-team, maybe like a 17-team league, and you need you need points, so you can slide Jalen Guy and he's literally owned. I mean, rostered every you know nowhere. So he yeah, he's a guy you can go get. Yeah, definitely not rostered anywhere. Anywhere. Uh, yeah. Uh, anywhere. Love the, the 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 call on Nelson Aguilar. I mean. Three straight games with a touchdown. Had nine targets last week. Yep. Uh, even on the broadcast, they were talking about how they like to use him as a deep, as an outside receiver, as an, as a deep threat. And so, uh, definitely great there. Um, uh, and at the tight end position, Greg, what do we what do we got? Any anybody uh, there? Yeah, only two names um, besides Logan Thomas. He's going to be on bye. But, I mean, if you somehow are able to find some roster, I mean, roster spot, you can maybe go get him. Maybe, like, uh, before the Sunday game start or right after, you can go get Logan Thomas. But other than that, the number one guy has got to be Harrison Bryant, uh, especially depending on the, the health of Austin Hooper. Uh, he'll probably know. be out this this week, and then uh, obviously they're on by the week after. But okay, yeah. Week. So definitely for for this week, uh, Harrison Bryant's got. He's only one percent rostered. Had five targets. Uh, he's going against <clears throat> uh, you know the Cleveland got you know was able to do something with him uh, for sure. You know Baker Mayfield uh, loves to target the tight end as you said. So 
definitely a guy's running routes a lot and he can be a guy that could be serviceable uh, at that tight end position and then after that it's got to be Richard Rodgers at nine percent I think this is this is definitely something that we can expect him you know not expect him every week but season long I think he has value for sure one because all these tight end Eagles tight ends are hurt everyone on the Eagles are hurt and he got eight targets the Eagles love that throw into the tight end position uh, and they get Dallas in week eight so Anyone, you can play anyone against Dallas. And where Logan Thomas, he just scored a touchdown against them. So I think Richard Rodgers is definitely in play. Uh, sneaky stream of the week, this week. I, I was going to say, I think he would be my, <laughs> my top choice. I mean, yeah, if I got to yeah. play somebody against Dallas, and I mean, yeah. granted, he's we saw him already come in and get 11 targets, I think it was, in his first game with Carson Wentz. Uh, I mean, outside of Deshaun Jackson went down. Yeah, I I'm think just taking Richard out stream of the week, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we can I, mean, I think Richard. Rod- yeah, I think I think Richard Rogers should be should be the the number one ad at the tight end position if you need help. Um, and then Greg, the quarterback position. What are we looking at, man? What's, oh man, you already know. There? Probably the most popular streamable quarterback of the year, Teddy B. Teddy Two Glove. Uh, he's got to be the number one ad. Uh, he's only forty four percent rostered. He got Ooh, over 250. Oh, yeah. He's got Atlanta again, baby. Let's go. You already know. <laughs> That's where I was going. He got he got three, 313 uh, and two touchdowns against Atlanta just a couple weeks ago. You got to expect a similar result here. Um, so, yeah, go get him. Uh, only 44% rostered. And if you need a quarterback, yeah, Teddy Two Glove, got to be the guy. Um, and then after that, I think it's Derek Carr, man. Derek Carr's been playing really well of late. Uh, he's only 29% rostered. Uh, he's got week eight versus Cleveland. I think that has some potential shootout value right there. Um, at, talk about those last three weeks. He's thrown for at least 300 yards or two passing touchdowns. Um, on the year, he's been pretty very efficient. He's got 13 touchdowns and only two interceptions. So this is uh, pretty good for Derek Carr season long. I mean, you know, I think he's going to give you uh, some weeks where he finishes QB1 a lot more than than, than not or like that QB2 uh, high in value. So uh, Derek Carr's been, been pretty solid. And in that same game, Baker Mayfield, uh, he's 33% rostered. Uh, you know, he had the, his best game, uh, five touchdowns, only one pick, uh, threw for 297. Um, so, yeah, he's uh, Las Vegas. They've allowed two straight 300 touchdown games. Uh, granted, it was to Mahomes and Brady, but uh, Baker shouldn't kill you in that matchup next week. Yeah, man, I, I love uh, the Derek Carr ad. Uh, that one is a little crazy, but uh, I actually – I would I would not have recommended it to anybody, but I played Derek Carr this past week. Lamar Jackson oh, there you was on go. by. There you go. It was bleak. I had nothing else. There was no <laughs> one available. I saw Derek Carr. I said he's been playing pretty well. They'll be they'll be in negative game script, but I did it. I can't believe I got out of it alive because yeah, Aaron Rodgers yeah. obviously didn't survive, but he came through. So yeah, yeah I like did. that there. Um, and then uh, yeah, I mean. I, I yeah I, I I agree with everything else that you said. I mean Teddy Two Gloves. I mean you gotta love him this week against Atlanta. I, I yep. traded for him in a two quarterback league specifically to start him this week against Atlanta because Deshaun Watson is on by. So uh, gotta gotta love it this week. Uh, so yeah, man. Uh, anything else, Greg? That we got. Uh, no, nah, no, nah, this is, um, you know, I think we, we got you covered in all aspects, injuries, uh, people on buys. Yeah. I think we've, we've been killing on the waiver wire, uh, this, this year. Oh yeah, man. Absolutely. And oh, by the way, if you, uh, picked up the Eagles defense to start them against the giants, don't drop them because they play Dallas next week. Oh uh, yeah. 
<laughs> seven and a half point favorites, by the way. So uh, that being said, y'all, uh, have a good one, everybody. Appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, catch you all on uh, well Thursday for our Thursday night preview as we preview the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Carolina Panthers. So definitely don't want to miss that game. Um, but as always, you could please go on, leave us a rate and review. Um, you know, write a review. That always goes a long way. And then if you could also uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FFDiagnostics. Follow Greg on Instagram at We underscore Made It. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JRFootballNerd. Everybody have a good one, and we are out. Oh, and one more thing. Wave a wide kicker. Go get Blankenship. Let's go. <laughs> we, we are. Let's go, Blankenship. Let's go, Blankenship. Yeah. <laughs>